Yeah, shout out the uh, Reset Boys. You know, much love to them. Jake is actually Ellipsis, I should say, is the one who introduced us. Yeah, by the way, sorry it's like so damn dark in my room. I just, I'm a vampire. Cool, man. Uh, All right, we are good to go. I don't really start this in any way, but I just want to let you know that I'm I'm honored that you're here for this one because I'm coming back from like a long break. Yeah, I, I've been really excited because I've never really been, I guess, properly interviewed before or anything like related to my music like that. Um, so this is really cool and I'm glad to be here. Dude, hell yeah. All right, cool. Uh, a question that I always ask people is what was your first concert? Believe it or not, before Reset, I've never been to a concert before. No um, way, really? Yeah. I've never DJed before. I've never done anything live before. Um, but it wasn't actually my first concert. It was actually the day before on Friday when I went to the Ivy Lab show with um, with Jake, Ellipsis, Blake, Scaron, Golden Child, um, Vince by Vince. Nice. Um, I met with Sokka um, there. That was sick. Oh, cool. It, yeah, we, we um, Sokka and I we, we go pretty pretty way back, so it it was it was pretty really cool like finally meeting each other in person for the first time. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was an, it was amazing. Um, just the experience of like, uh, you know, being being in there was crazy. I mean, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Like, I'm just curious, what was that feeling of like? going to that sound stage where it's like you know you're in your room you're listening on whatever speakers you got but then you go to a concert and it's like humongous you know especially someone like ivy lab it's you know what i mean like what was that experience like it's i mean the thing is like i've never the only experience what i've had with like live music was probably like just um, like parties that I've been to or just like going to a club um, like with my friends in, at, here in college but like being there at an actual concert was just like kind of another level because I actually was kind of I knew who these people were and yeah. I, I, I'm like fans of these people's music and stuff so like that's like another level of uh, a fam- familiarity um, when it comes to like their music and being an active, I guess, being 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 there at the concert and being mm-hmm. part of the audience. Oh yeah, and then you're with a crew of like other, and not people who just like love music, but people who love music enough to actually want to pursue making it because you know they feel like there's something special about it. Oh yeah, dude. Also. I don't know if you know this, but I interviewed Sokka a while ago and this was, I don't know. I mean, I have been following ever him ever since then, but I mean, he's really like done a lot of shit since I've interviewed him. And Oh uh, yeah. He's, I remember like he was at like only at a thousand followers when, when I first met him, like on discord. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just suddenly like blew up like he got really good really fast it was crazy 
good on him. Like, I'm really proud. He's doing amazing right now. Discord is just like the spot. That's where you meet everyone. And like, you know, you can network. It's, it's just wild. Cause like producers, that's the spot to go. I mean, anything too, like gaming, whatever, but it's a lot easier to network and like talk to people now just because of discord. It just, it helped a lot for me at least because I met basically all of my friends, like all my music friends through discord, if not through SoundCloud. Um, I met, yeah, I met basically everyone. Yeah. It's great. It's really, it's a really nice thing. It's great. Yeah. Shout out discord. I don't think we have to do that, but just shout out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, one thing I wanted to ask you was that, you know, like for me, I fell in love with like bass music and like dubstep went well i guess i i listened to dubstep on my like home computer for a long time but like until i like went to that show and experienced like the full spectrum of it like just hearing the deepness of the bass and like the loudness of it and how it actually moves your body that's when i was like okay this is something i gotta do i'm just curious how did you get into making you know more experimental bass music um i think it was kind of always there when i first started so originally um this was back in like 2016 like during that era of soundcloud but i was really inspired by like selection like um like more mm. soulful kind of um yeah. scene in on soundcloud um when i first started but eventually I started to get into like into producers like Mr. Carmack, who I, I, I discovered through selection, um, Saruta, um, Oshi, like, like his uh, more experimental stuff. Uh, like those guys started to put me into that, into what my current direction, um, into like more bass music, experimental stuff. Um, and it, it just kept going. Um, I started to look more into um, artists like in like that are more, more well known, like uh, Virtual Riot. Um, uh, I actually got into Skrillex because I actually didn't. I kind of I actually missed the entire dubstep era, like around uh, that that was started started by Skrillex. Like I I didn't even listen to any of that until much later, um, which is really funny. Um, but I just like kind of. Uh, tried to catch up essentially um yeah. on what was going on around the scene yeah um yeah like that's just kind of what really got me into this genre i mean i was there for your reset show it was a sick show i, I loved how you were like i've never dj'd we like literally did a boot camp before the show like i figured it out and dude honestly kudos man that was a great set thank you yeah i was really nervous because you know I didn't want to mess anything up, but I think it yeah. went pretty well. <laughs> no, it was good, dude. It was fun. It was also just like, I wasn't expecting it. Like sometimes you, you go to like the reset shows specifically, and it's just kind of like banger into banger and it's just high energy, but yours started out and it was like cinematic and I really sank into it. Yeah. That's actually kind of like what I'm trying to go towards in my direction now for my music. Like, Basically, I've been trying to go for, I've been actually like, haven't been listening to bass music that much anymore. 
and just been focusing more on weirder, uh, very technical stuff. Like, I don't mm. know, technical, like a lot more IDM-ish kind of music. So um, like, for example, like an artist that I've really, really been inspired by and just kind of changed everything for me for the past year was Lorne. Um, mm. When I started to really get into how he uh, made his music and his production style and stuff like that um, and how he uses analog gear to create these insane sounds and um, atmospheres in his music. And that kind of just led me down the rabbit hole of uh, discovering all these um, amazing artists, like, uh, for example, Floating Points, um, who else? Lapalux, One Oh Tricks, Point Never. I, I've already been actually listening to One Oh Tricks, Point Never, but I really got into uh, his music. Um, John Hopkins, Arca, um, Igloo Ghost. So those, those kind of guys. Um, so that, that, that's kind of what, what I'm into right now. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely hear that in, in the set. That makes a lot of sense. You know, you mentioned analog gear. Is that something that you have? And then also another part of that is you said that Lauren uses a lot of analog gear and that there was, you discovered kind of his production style. What was the means of that? Like, does he stream on Twitch? Is it like interviews and stuff? Like, how do you, you know, do research on something like that? So it's kind of a two-part question. So for the first question, if I have any, I actually don't. Everything is software. Um, I wish I had analog gear, but it's just way, I'm, I'm a broke college kid. I, I have no money. That's kind of a long-term goal for me. Um, sure. I currently have emulations that are kind of attempts to get close to analog stuff. Yeah. But I mean, that's the best I can do. Um, for the second part, I basically just kind of went on a binge of, of Lauren stuff. And like, he actually used to have a Twitter account where he would, he would kind of do a behind the, behind the scenes of some of his music. A lot of it is just through experimentation and um, just messing around because he said like a big, um, thing about his style that he that he has mentioned is that he he sees like every idea as like a, a scrap like of what um what could be more like it's just like a a moment in time i guess mm-hmm. it's very like it's kind of hard to, to describe but he just sees every single idea as something that he that can be used in any way like he smothers his mixes with past versions of like his vocals of drums of melodies and it kind of like layers on top of each other something like that um that makes that makes sense one of my friends has a folder where he just saves all of the little bits of things that you know never were completed but then it kind of jump starts you know, maybe inspiration, like maybe you just start out with a sample that you already made, but you know, someone also Jake, he told me that if you just search, um, like freeze, I think it was freeze in Ableton. I don't know what DAW you use, but like, you can just look up all your past, like resampled stuff. Oh yeah. I, I, I know what he's talking about. I do have Ableton, although I mainly use it for sound, sound design, but I've been trying to learn 
like proper songwriting on there. But my main DAW is FL Studio. Let's uh, let's get into a track just so we can like you know kind of go off something like that. Let's tr- uh, let's do the third one, the third link. Um, that's actually the song that I started my mix with at Ad Reset. Also, it's gonna be um, the fir- the intro track for my EP that I'm working on. It's the only one I'm done. I'm completely done with, but um, it's also one I'm very proud of. Because it kind of kickstarted my, like, kind of me working on my melodies, my mm-hmm. I guess my my melodic content, like me trying to get way better at that, um, than just like you know making just bass lines and just like making um, more atonal, experimental stuff, uh, but still trying to be experimental. So yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of this one. It's grooving, man. The whole time I'm just like bobbing back and forth. Like I'm curious I'm curious where you get your breaks from or like kind of how you go about doing those. First of all, I'd just like to say I really like that one where it it almost sounds like this like winding down thing that's going between your uh the the speakers. Like I, I don't know. It was like almost like a fill, but like that was sick. I really liked what you did there. Oh, I think I I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually my favorite part of the song. So basically, I actually have a huge collection of breaks that I just collected over the years, and um, I definitely wanted like for this song, I definitely wanted to use breaks um, for the entire song um, as the main focus. Um, and I wanted it to be a lot more 
just kind of really weird, just like messed up, experimental, like just like really fucked up. So a lot of the process when I was uh, making the break was just, you know, chopping it up, uh, resampling it, recording it, chop it up again, et cetera, just making it sound really, really weird and, you know, adding more effects on that. So like, for example, um, that really weird fill that you were talking about, I'm, I'm pretty sure um, that was an accident. <laughs> I didn't even know that that, it, that could even happen, but it did. And I immediately recorded that and, um, and, and used it for that fill. Um, so yeah, like for the breaks, um, just kind of just resampling is key to making it really interesting. I actually layered, made two different versions. Um, one that's the original, um, another that's, oh, okay, three different, three versions, one which is the original, another that's more processed and sliced up, and then one that's just completely messed up. And I just kind of increasingly made the more messed up versions active, I guess, um, throughout the song as it progresses um, to make it, to, you know, to, to make more, uh, make it more interesting as it goes. That was really cool. It kind of reminded me of like, I don't know, like a video game I've played where you're, you start at the bottom of the castle and you're like working your way up until you get to the boss. But I feel like the next song could be like the boss battle theme or something. Are you a fan of video games? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Huge fan. I was just going to say, what do you play? Uh, well, right now, I mean, I actually used to play a lot of Rocket League, but I kind of went it down because of school. Um, let's see what else. I play a lot of, I actually got this game called Deathloop that came out like a few weeks ago. Very good. Um, I'm a huge fan of, fan of single player games, I guess, with, with really nice stories. Um, Video game soundtracks is also kind of what brought me into making my own music because at the time I was I was really into you know video game soundtracks and stuff like that. Still am. Mm. Um, so that, that that's also another um, thing that inspired me. Yeah. But yeah, like huge fan of video games. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I played a lot of Rocket League, but yeah, it's just you can sink so much into that game, and there are people that are so fucking good but yeah yeah i have like a thousand hours in that game over the over the past four years and i'm still terrible i mean i'm not i'm not bad per se but like what's a level that you'd be like what's what rank are you uh or were or whatever i was almost at um i was almost grand champ at one point yeah uh but I went through a huge losing streak and kind of lost lost that opportunity. It's great, though. The game's great. I actually downloaded the sound effects from it. So if you're ever interested in using those to like make oh, a song, I could send those over to you. That'd be fun. Oh, definitely. So on to the next. I'll let you choose. Um... This one I, is actually my latest track that I posted. Um, it, I actually made it just for the for the reset show. Um, it was a flip of a 
of a mad villain actually um it actually this one came out really really fast um basically one of my housemates he's in he's an indonesian international student and he wanted to he wanted to like you know see me watch like make make a beat or something so so he sent me a, a couple samples of that are indonesian mm. um or at least of that culture yeah and i just picked one and it was an amazing sample like i immediately uh got some amazing stuff uh from from it and it just inspired me so much that i made the entire beat in like an hour or something like the entire thing nice was this over like zoom or was he sitting in the room with you no no he was like sitting right next to me he was just watching me what did he think of the end result he really liked it (laughs) shit came in hard honestly this just really came together really fast and nice nice and easy i mean i guess it like it was also because i'm really used to making these kind of stuff um or these kind of beats um because like just making like these boom bap like old school hip-hop beats just it makes me feel like really nice on the inside i don't know it's just like really nice making these kind of music i'm curious how do you get how do you normally go about getting your swing because it's definitely got the, yeah it's like that old school boom bappy but there's pockets you know it's not just completely oh yeah beat. um honestly I, I i just delay everything like i learned it from chi from john casey from like all those bounce producer like those producers that made like bouncy trap uh-huh. like i they just delay everything like everything except for the kick and snare 
like and that just automatically creates creates a nice balancer flow do like, you do you delay like certain tracks is that how you do or you just uh, yeah. kind of grab them or whatever uh it i mean it depends i mainly delay my percussion my hats mm -hmm. um sometimes my um my melodies and like the main melody or sample uh sometimes i move the snare uh back a little bit back or a, a bit forward you know just, just like um moving stuff around just a little bit it, it adds up and just creates and makes a huge difference honestly well, this one's called kujang does that mean anything specific i mean obviously yeah, it's um, got a meaning <laughs> Yeah, so my Indonesian um, uh, housemate, he actually named the track. So Kujang is, is, from what I remember, an Indonesian, like a type of Indonesian dagger or sword, I think. Oh, um, okay. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 like what what that name means. Cool, man. Well, let's just like, let's get into another one.
damn dude that was i think that's my favorite one so far uh it was like crunchy and like warbly in all the right ways yeah i guess crunchy is definitely one word where uh that really kind of described my or my process when i made this song that's like making everything like crunchy and like really like saturated i guess was a goal um when i first started this um while being like very uh still being being like not too overwhelmingly distorted you know yeah i was gonna say it wasn't harsh at any point it just you know all, all the levels too and the compression like when that kick drum would hit i mean the kick drum was just so fluttery too. it was like um, but you know, you could hear that, or at least I thought that I heard like a side chain on that kick. Oh yeah. I, I, I love that effect. Um, a lot of that comes from the saturation, um, that I put on the drums, um, to make that really crunchy effect. Um, in fact, basically just like putting saturation is not 80% of what I do now. <laughs> Um, when I make, when I mess with, uh, with the processing of my stuff, um, just messing around with that. Are there any saturators that are like go-to? Um, Saturn, like, uh, Saturn one or two, those are my go-tos right now. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just perfect for making things like glue together in my opinion. Um, and also just like making them saturate just just the right ways while being pretty dynamic and being pretty clean and, and transparent mm. um yeah, also it's, a, it's an amazing um sound design tool um eprom actually uses it a lot to create his his sounds uh when he uses the feedback knob and just messes around um with the feedback that it creates it's insane I love feedback. I feel like feedback is one of those untapped. Like it's very, it's, it can get wild, you know, but that's, that's what's yeah. cool about it though. <laughs> I was also going to say that this one, um, it did, it did sound, the, the track is called The Waters and it did sound kind of like that. Like I, I definitely took advantage of like trying to emulate a tape recorder or something mm. tr tr trying to make it sound like it's going through a tape recorder a really old shitty one you know like that it's like it's the sound is like fluttering and mm. and stuff like that and it's like just barely working you know like and the end is actually like i was trying to emulate how like it basically failing and dying i guess yeah with the pitch bends and like it being slowly like being crushed and so are these songs something that you're going to put all together on like an EP or like an album or do you have any, any plans? Well, this one was actually an idea for my EP that I just decided to put out on its own. Yeah. Um, it was like, honestly, like a lot of this is just kind of practice to just get to get better at making these kind of sounds and making this kind of music. Um, like I'm just making idea after idea, trying to kind of get better at, at making, uh, you know, melodies, making 
um, drum loops and stuff like that. And these just happen to be ones that I really like, um, but not enough to be on the project, you know? I mean, these just keep getting better and better. Like, that one was raunchy as fuck. And, like, oh, my God. There was so much goodness there. Like, the all the textures were great. Like, it was, like, dystopic. You know what I mean? It felt like, uh, just, I don't know, man. It had that G. Jones, sh like, kind of style stuff that I love. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, how did you, like, get some of those bass sounds like this is just how do you normally go about making some of that stuff yeah um 
so all those bass sounds were from the same sound design session. Um, and basically the goal of that sound design session was to create something that was kind of breaking apart while still being, you know, subby and bassy. Um, I used this uh, granular uh, delay, I think it's like technically a delay, but it's, it kind of like separates stuff into grains. So like kind of like granular synthesis, but uh, I kind of like, as I was like messing around, I slowly uh, separated everything into grains and it just created this really cool like effect that broke everything apart um, while still being in key kind of. Um, and I used a lot of those sounds uh, for, the, for the song. Um, so a lot of those uh, parts where, you, where it's like kind of, you know, it's stuttering a bit, but where it's, you know, it's kind of, it sounds like it's, it's dying. It's like breaking apart and stuff like that. Uh, those were all specific pieces um, that I took from that sound design session. Um, yeah, basically everything was kind of in the same place. Same place, honestly, it was kind of convenient. <laughs> I'm curious, like when you're making something like this, are you just like, "Yo, we just gotta make this raunchy," or are you thinking like? this is like some dystopian stuff. Is there like a um, vision like that or is it more? Well, you know. I think for this one, there was a bit of a vision. I did want it to sound like, you know, how it sounds, but mm-hmm. I kind of just, you know, think as I go or, or whatever. Right. That's kind of how I work. I don't really think ahead to, to be honest. Um, if something sounds cool, I'll just kind of, like I, I, I'm like a, like a dog, like watching a squirrel or something. Like, like I get immediately interested in, in whatever I find and just kind of go with that or go with the flow. Dude, I'm, I'm loving this though. This is great. Like I, a lot of these I haven't heard. This is just, this is like a treat for me. So. Yeah. I think, I think only two of these are two or three of these are actually unreleased. So the rest are, are already released on SoundCloud or on Bandcamp. Um, yeah, let's do um my shades remix, the fourth one. This one I actually will never release publicly ever. It's mainly gonna be just for mixes or for like situations like like this. Um or it's something you wanna show but not like I will ne- like never release. There. Yeah, like it's like just mainly just just it's I made it just for mixes. And stuff like that just to like you know get the energy going and kind of blow people blow the, the audience's minds or something this one i'm really proud of <laughs>
Yeah, this one I kind of went off with the sound design and like how I structured the entire song. It's just like, like this entire song just came together in a way where every every other, like every two bars is just completely different just by accident. I, I didn't even, I didn't even mean to remix this sound like this. It just happened. Um, and I got really lucky with how I made the sounds. It, it just came together um like a little snake song like i i think i accidentally turned this the original into a little snake song what's a little snake song oh like a uh, little snake he, he, he's a producer um he's actually part of a uh, uh renraku and um brain feeder he's insane oh yeah dude this is like this was wild i like that one sound where it was it's almost like this felt like trauma like this felt like you were in a battle and there was just like explosions going around you felt like yeah like there was a grenade that went off next to your ear and you're just like have that ring and you're like oh shit i can't <laughs> dude yeah no that was crazy
Has anyone described your music as like ghoulish or ghostly? <laughs> uh, that's definitely something I would definitely describe this song for. Um, it's a lot of it, it has like a a darkness about it, but there there's a beauty in it. All of them have had this this theme of just like kind of you know dirty um not dirty in like a oh dude that was like but dirty in like the you could like dust it off almost like dusty that's that's a really nice adjective to describe me my music i <laughs> never actually thought about that that can, that, that yeah, works <laughs> i love i mean i love texture that's like something i think about a lot and dude yeah, all of the songs you've shown me have really great texture like this one there was like this noise just like kind of out on the sides of the speakers do you normally just like kind of side chain everything to it i don't really side chain to the noise to like any texture or noise um i actually like mm. making it not side chain so it, it kind of sounds like it's in this like it's in a space like the the song itself is I don't know how to describe it. like in the in noise. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I think I get what you're saying. Do you put reverb like on your noise? Is that something you do? Um, no, not really. But I do. I have started using convolution reverb a lot for my sounds um, to create a nice space. I've also been using really short reverbs uh, to create um, a more physical space for my sounds, like. I've actually recently getting into more advanced sound design techniques, like, uh, for example, carpless strong sound design, um, physical modeling sound design. So, like, trying to model physical sound through synthesis, through processing, um, and by like creating by using reverb and like time based effects, I can create something that sounds like a string, like like some kind of like metal uh, instrument or something, which is really not really cool. Yeah. What was the name of that type of sound design? Um, Carpless strong sound design or physical modeling sound design. Your Carpless strong is, I guess the official like scientific name. Cool. Yeah. I'm still new to, it. I'm still really bad at it. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm still trying to learn more, but I definitely want to incorporate it more into my music. Uh, Igloo ghost, his latest album, there's so much physical modeling around like throughout the album. It's incredible. I I've been listening to his album nonstop. Let's see. Um, SV one, he's a small, much smaller artist, but, um, he, his sound is very watery, very organic. Uses a lot of physical modeling, um, vocoders, um, delays, reverbs, etc. It's, it's very cool. He's uh yeah he's gonna be he's working on an album I think it's done is so now I think he's in the releasing stage, um N squared he's part of the Ring Rocky roster, they're amazing um so talented, um both in visual design and um just music, they recently released a song that really incorporated physical modeling, um and I've been listening to that nonstop trying to, since I've been really inspired, uh by them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, so I was thinking we could wrap this up, but I'm curious, like, what is, you know, what is your, your plan, so to speak? What is the Galva plan? Like, 
five-year plan it doesn't have to be a five-year plan i'm just curious like what are you excited about like what's what's happening in your world um well i mean right now i'm really trying to focus on working on my ep trying to finish it create more like actually finish songs for it um that's that's my number one goal right now finish that project um i would love to play more shows but I mean, life kind of gets in the way, you know, um, traveling ex- like expenses and stuff like that. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. I mean, honestly, just keep working, keep right. making sounds, keep trying to make, keep making new ideas, new songs, et cetera. Yeah. Just keep going with the flow. All right, man. Well, I normally ask a wrap up question that what was your, favorite concert but since your concert lists are basically ivy lab and you playing a show that's like a pretty good like playing show to seeing shows ratio you're one-to-one yeah so are there any artists that you really want to go see like i would assume lorne is someone yeah um he doesn't really do live shows anymore he's really focusing on like releasing music, making music. He doesn't really do live stuff anymore, but that'll be cool. Okay. But um, I do have an opportunity to go see Porter Robinson tomorrow, but I don't know if I can go because of school, you know, if, okay. if it's worth skipping class, you know, I don't know. But what are you studying in school? Uh, marketing. Um, I'm, a, I'm a marketing major and computer science minor. So nice. Yeah, I saw um, that yeah. on your Twitter. You were like, "Why is it so damn hard to learn coding?" <laughs> like, Dude, coding is so hard. It's it's so hard. Is there something I you'd want to do with it, like specifically? Um, not really sure. I just, I mean, it's my minor. I mean, technically, I could get a job in the industry, but I mean, I'm not really sure. Right. I'm still thinking, yeah. It's a great minor to have. Or just, yeah. like, if that's in your resume at all, it's like, oh, cool, okay, okay. Well, I wish you the best luck with school and everything. I really appreciate you taking your time. Um, You know, I hope to see you in person sometime soon. Yeah, thank you for for hitting me up and giving me this opportunity. This is really sick. Dude, I love doing it, man. Let me let me stop sharing my screen. Stop recording here. Uh, stop.